In this episode of The Full Nerd, GeForce RTX 280 and Threadripper 2 arrive. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 63. I'm your host, Gordon Ung, with co-host Brad Charkas. Gordon, it is just past noon on Tuesday, and this is already one of the more exciting hardware weeks I can remember in a it's while. It's insane, isn't it? It's just finally, it's all breaking loose finally. And uh, Adam Patrick Murray is uh, controlling um, the boards. <laughs> uh, you know, Gordon, it's not that often I get to say this, so I'm going to say it. I was right. About what? <laughs> Tw- I called 2080. Everyone else said 1180, but I said 2080, so... You know, I called out. I, get a I was right because I called out that they were going to throw because everybody was absolutely sure it was 1180. I said, "Oh, come on! It's going to be something else. They're just going to change it just to mess with people." They called it 2080. They're probably going to change it by the time it comes out. It'll be 3080 just to mess with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's here. It's finally. I mean, like this is a big day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so last night at SIGGRAPH, which is a professional conference uh, for professional graphics, computer graphics, and whatnot, NVIDIA announced the Turing GPU. You know, been rumored for months and months, you know, gone through all kinds of different iterations. Is Volta? Is it Turing? Is it Ampere? It's Turing. Now we know. Um, and announced new Quadro RTX GPUs that are built using it, um, which, you know, is different from GTX. RTX stands for uh, ray tracing, which is... A fancy way of uh, modeling light that makes much more realistic images. It's much more computationally expensive. It's considered like the holy grail of graphics. Earlier this year, Microsoft built it into DirectX. Uh, and now, NVIDIA's new Turing GPU is going to have... Oh, they cut us off. Look at that. They cut us off. Oh, wait, he's back. Wait, so. holy smokes. He's caught in the matrix. <laughs> Sorry, you really like... There was like... All right, here we go. Try it again, Brent. <laughs> You got cut off right at right where you gonna break the I? news. It got cut off right at uh, yeah. <laughs> they introduced uh, the Turing GPU. There uh, we go. So so Turing, they've been teasing. You know, it was Ampere, it was Volta for years. Now we know it's Turing, and so they th- also announced Quadro RTX GPUs. Right. Is it so? Is Turing for everything? So the actual. I'm I'm just I'm confused could be because uh the it is a professional graphics conference so they really announced GeForce there sorta Oh this is just we're having all kinds of problems with Brad's connection it's the heat folks it's I feel like heat. it's it's not my connection it's your connection man <laughs> Could be <laughs> They're trying to interfere with this Wait uh so it really is GeForce though announced that at uh GTC, G- GDC. No wait, damn it. Which nope. one is it? I can't remember. Uh, GDC earlier this this right, year, right. they announced that the next gen GeForce cards will have uh, RTX technology built right in. Uh, which we don't know if that's the same thing as RT cores or not at this point, but it all plays together, obviously. Uh, there are several things you can uh, take looking at the Turing GPU and the Quadro cards. And kind of take a guess at what we're going to see in the next-gen GeForce cards, which, as it turns out, could launch in six days. Really? Yeah, last night, shortly after uh, they announced this Turing GPU, uh, NVIDIA put out a tweet with a video, uh, I think it was Be The Game hashtag or something like that, uh, that hyped up the August 20th event at Gamescom. And if you were paying close attention to some of the details in there, it basically told you everything that's coming because if you uh, at the very end of the video at the 52 second mark uh, with the date, it's, you know, August 20, 2018. They had the numbers rise up in specific order two zero eight zero. And then after I saw that, I went back and I started looking because it had flashes of uh, like people talking discord and stuff. And uh one of the conversations was between somebody named Roy Tex with capital R, capital T, capital X, RTX. <laughs> and he was chatting with somebody named Roy Tex, that's pretty good. Not 11, 
who tells who says, "Give me twenty, I'm eaten." I called. I called it. I called it. Is there any significance uh, from RTX to GTX? I sorry, I I don't know. Yes, there is. Uh, RTX is for the ray tracing cores built right into uh, the Turing GPU, dedicated mm-hmm. hardware for ray tracing. Uh, that's what the R stands for, presumably. Hmm. Uh, the CEO of NVIDIA, Jensen Wong, talked it up and said it's NVIDIA's most important innovation in more than a decade, you know, since the CUDA core. Uh, real-time ray tracing is kind of the holy grail of graphics. We'll have to see if that proves out to be true. But it's definitely, like John Petty, the analyst from John Petty Research, he named after himself, he's a respected uh, graphics analyst. And he says straight up, this is five years sooner than we expected to see something like this. So so G- GTX is no more then? It's just going to be RTX then? The interesting thing is this past weekend, uh, Adored TV and video cards, uh, one Adored TV is on YouTube, video mm-hmm. cards is a leak site, um, both found, you know, uh, Inside information and trademarks that, you know, suggested, hey, GeForce RTX is coming several days ago over the weekend. And uh, adored sources say that the high-end GeForce cards, the 2070 and the 2080, will be RTX. But the lower-end cards, the more affordable ones, will still be GTX, which kind of makes sense because ray tracing takes a lot of power. And even if you can squeeze into the high-end GeForce cards now, it might not necessarily be able to work with a 2060. And so it wouldn't make sense to brand that as RTX if it doesn't work. Oh, okay. Do we have any sense of how long it's going to take ray tracing to get integrated into any games? I mean, does it make sense to buy it for Uh, this generation? Well, I mean... I would never buy anything on the promise of the future. We're still waiting on DirectX 12 games. <laughs> but when Microsoft and all the other companies announced DirectX ray tracing API at GDC earlier this year, they said there will be uh, games this year that launch that have it enabled in some way. They won't be fully ray traced, but they'll have ray trace elements in there hmm. mixed with traditional rasterized graphics. So that's probably what we'll see first. Because, I mean, this is a, it, is, it is really a, a big deal to move real-time ray tracing but the pattern we've sort of seen in the past is they'll have a new feature most of the cards both amd ati and uh, nvidia generally can't fully support it to the full extent that you would expect but it sort of builds on itself over the next several several generations yep right so um what was i gonna say yes that's true sorry (laughs) do you uh do we have any specs in the card? I'm guessing they're using HBM2, which I, I know they didn't. I just want to say that. Anyway. Uh, you are wrong. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. I did it intentionally. <laughs> no, uh, we don't have any specs about the GTX or RTX. Pardon me. That's going to uh. take me a year to stop doing the RTX 2080. <laughs> we do have some specs basically about the Quadro RTX cards and the Turing GPU. One thing that's interesting, I remember what I was about to say now, is that... Uh, the Quadro RTX card was actually able to run that impressive Star Wars real-time ray tracing demo by itself on a Damn. single card. Really? Which, yeah, if you've ever seen that video, it's pretty amazing. And traditionally, when they show it running on PCs like a GDC and E3 and everything, <clears throat> it's in a rig with three or four Volta cards in it. So to have it running on one GPU is really impressive. Yeah, even when uh, Hayden and I saw it at E3, uh, they did have one rig doing the... The Star Wars one, but the the other one, yeah, had four of the, whatever the I can't remember. Titan V's, Titan V's, four Titan V's, just run it. Wow. So yeah, uh, Turing, it's these Quadro cards at least are built using GDDR6 instead of HBM2. These will be the first cards uh, to have GDDR6. If uh, you look back, you remember the GTX 10 series, the high end cards had GDDR5X, and the main more mainstream cards had GDDR5. Uh, the Quadro RTX has GDDR6, and that should be about 40% faster than GDDR5X. So that's, you know, pretty significant boost. There's no reason, I think, to expect it to not be in the 2080. I would fully expect that to be in the 2080. And it's also a, a, a boatload of RAM, too, right, in that uh, one of those cards, isn't it? Uh... 
Yeah, those are. I didn't look too much into that yet because those are, you know, the business versions of sure. the cards, the data center sure. versions. So those things get loaded up. Sixteen so. gigs, I think, is the spec I sort of breezed quickly in the email. So, which yep. is, uh, I don't. One of the more interesting thing though, yeah, is that they're completely they're redesigning Nvidia's streaming multiprocessors, like the building blocks of the GPU. Uh, they're shifting it up a bunch. You can read the article on the site. I quoted it. Uh, it has a new integer execution unit, a bunch of, bunch of big words. You don't want to hear me say them right now, trying to explain them. But they're completely changing the way, not completely, but they are changing the way streaming multiprocessors work. They're building in some tricks that first showed up in Volta into this. So it's going to be totally different from Pascal. Well, so uh, the, did they actually demo running that Star Wars demo on one card? One single, I'm guessing a quadro, but... He said it at least. I don't know. I didn't actually have a chance to watch the thing live myself. But I, I, I know that he quoted it. He said it. So That, that would be just really impressive, I got to say. Yep. I mean, to go from four Titan Vs to one. Of course, you know, you could, they were kind of telegraphing that because they were showing how hard that was using the last generation parts. <laughs> yep. So you knew somebody but, was like, oh, look, this does it with one card. So, yeah, it's because these have uh, RT cores in them, they're called. Ray, ray tracing, I assume they mean cores. Uh, and they say that because of that and in the Quadro cards, they have the Tensor cores as well. And between that, uh, they can process ray tracing 25 times faster than Pascal, basically. So it's a huge wow. leap, at least in that you know specific ray tracing application. Jeez. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> I know. It's just like I, you, I just wonder. I mean, how much that's all going to cost? We won't know till it launches. But damn, right? That's just yeah. that is just all kinds of amazing. For and it's also point of view. It is. It looks. It looks really encouraging. They didn't release too many like hardcore technical details, right. uh, speeds and beats. So it's hard to draw too much to what you you would expect out of a GeForce card. But uh, the one final thing of note, I think, is uh, that the Quadro cards have native support for Virtual Link, which uh, is the new industry standard, basically, except for Sony, uh, for a VR connection. It's an alternate mode of USB-C, so it's like one cable, one USB-C cable, Virtual Link cable, to connect everything you need in your virtual reality headset. Hmm. So I would expect that to land in the high-end GeForce cards as well. Wow. I that'd be interesting because basically the back of the cards will have a USB C connector, mm -hmm. so I'm wondering if it can be used for just normal uh, data transfers. I'm sure it does if you can do it's got the standard USB. So wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, we can we, we got people asking. Uh, I mean, how much do you think this is going to be? Because this doesn't sound cheap for the consumer <laughs> version. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah? The well, twenty. I think I be? guessed it last week. I think I guessed 700, 750 for the 2080. That's my guess. Uh, that's, uh, now it seems kind of low <laughs> hearing about <laughs> all this stuff. Ooh. Well, the pro you, these Turing GPUs, the ones I showed last night in the Quadro, like if you compare it to a Pascal GPU, the GTX 10 series, the entire GTX 10 series is all shader and compute cores, whereas on these new cores, like half of it, is goes to tensor cores and RT cores. Uh -huh. And this is the Quadro data center version. Right. So I'm sure they're going to, not sure, but I would expect them to strip some of that out and fill it with more, you know, shader cores huh. in the consumer version. So that'll be really interesting because you sort of, the future is ray tracing. The mm -hmm. past is about, you know, shader performance. Mm -hmm. How do they balance how to build these cards? I mean, is it possible that a 1080 could actually be faster than a 2080 and some legacy? Well, we'd call them legacy, which is existing <laughs> games, right? I mean, it, that's going to be an interesting balance they'll have to take. Well, I mean, we'll find out when, whenever it launches. So It's strongly looking like, uh, according to that video, like uh, August 20 in Cologne, Germany. Does it? Oh, you mean uh, Drake's birthday? Drake's birthday. <laughs> oh, I am <laughs> not Drake's even birthday. Put, in that video, they even put like one of the Discord things. Was no, I oh, wish. Dang it. Was somebody <laughs> saying no, Aki, like here in Spanish, and then they had GPS coordinates, and if you put them in Google Maps, it pops into a specific place in Cologne, Germany. Huh. Wait, wait, like it, 
NVIDIA just likes playing these games. Because I remember at uh, the Pascal launch, too, they had the crazy number, like... The not, triangles. The triangles and just all kinds uh, of crazy things. And they're making... It's like Where's Waldo kind of clues or... Do you, uh, that's funny. So for, I mean, I, I can't imagine. So if, if we're going to have the quadro, that's going to have 16 gigs, all these tensor cores and all that stuff. I mean, where the heck do you find the, where's the, where's the consumer version going to land? I just don't. Yeah. That's always the question. Uh, they announced basically two different versions. They announced three different cards, two different GPU versions last night in the quadro cards. Uh, one fully stuffed, one not so fully stuffed. Hmm. Usually the GTX 1080 is basically similar to the not quite so fully stuffed one. Uh, and then, you know, months from now, the 2080 Ti will come out and it'll match the high-end Quadro card. Is how it's traditionally gone. Do you think this is a little bit of a... We're sort of breaking the, the traditional, you know, 980, they're all the same, just less performance, so you just crank down the resolution. But this sounds like these lower-end cards won't even be able to run ray tracing at this point if they're not getting the RTX, possibly. Uh, We're just speculating here. Not anywhere near as well. If the lower-end cards don't have those RT cores built in, then they wouldn't see that massive boost to ray tracing that the high-end ones do. But, you know, because they have smaller GPUs, they don't have the extra space to cram in RT cores. So and There's a, a lot of talk in chat on... Uh, on all the sites about um, mining, how how uh, how do you, how do you think this is going to look for miners? Are, are we going to get another another problem? I going? have no idea. I wouldn't expect ray tracing cores to necessarily help mining, and I would expect a bunch of the tensor cores to be stripped out of the consumer version. Uh, mining's kind of at a low point right now. Anyway, that's why cards are starting to sell mm -hmm. for regular prices again. Well, Asics has taken over too, right? For the most part, yeah, they're projected. So that's and really... Ethereum crashed yesterday. So oh really? Oh yeah, interesting. I I know oh. I saw some EVGA deal 1080 with a 750 watt power supply. It's like wow, that's pretty good for like 500 bucks. <laughs> it's like oh, that's a pretty good <laughs> yeah, deal. That's not bad. <laughs> Maybe a late. Pretty much the only cards that are still selling for a super high premium are uh, on the high end are the Vega cards because they just are beasts at compute. So and they're still people are still using them for. Mining, I guess. Huh. Oh. Hmm. Well, uh, well, that's some good news for AMD, at least. Yeah. Pe um, people uh, are are looking forward to this, but uh, they think it's you know, of course, going to be slow to launch and and sell sold out uh, at the beginning. So, you know, how, how is Nvidia typically with launches like this? It usually, at least the last couple of launches, that's what's happened. It it sells out pretty quickly. You know. They often sell for somewhat inflated prices, at least for the 1080 series. The custom uh, cards from Partners came about a month after the Founders Edition cards. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again. Uh, that's what some earlier leaks have said. So if you want one uh, and you want one now, I would recommend trying to get it as soon as you know orders open up. Hmm. But I mean, that you... being said, that being said. Uh, it depends because like a what AMD has been doing recently is making pre-orders available before reviews in the card is available, right? So like Threadripper was available to pre-order a week before reviews and before it actually hit the streets. I pretty much I think you should never pre-order pretty much anything, games, hardware, whatever, until reviews are out and you know how it works. Um, this is the same. If NVIDIA opens uh, pre-orders early, I would still say that for this. Uh, especially because we don't know how these RT cores are going to affect the new streaming multiprocessors. We don't know how this card's going to wind up handling. So, Yeah, usually it's safer to wait and see what people think. I yeah, mean, but these might sell out fast. So, Yeah, that's the thing, right? <laughs> this, is like, this is like the first new GPU from NVIDIA, and good Lord, how long? I don't remember even when they Two came out. Two and a half years. Oh, it was a... uh, August or May 5th or 6th, 2016. Hmm. Well, do you think I remember I had to miss my kid's birthday for it? Oh, yikes. <laughs> so do you think now is a good time to buy uh, a graphics card or, sh or should people wait to see what goes on here? It's hard these days, man, with mining being so variable, but we've been on the downswing for a while. We're starting to see some pretty good deals for graphics cards. Like you can get some 
some like eight gigabyte uh, RX 580s. We've been seeing them down as low as like 210 for the eight gigabyte version. You're seeing the high end NVIDIA cards selling for well under MSRP all the time. Uh, if you've been waiting for a time to buy those things, I mean, now's a good time to buy it unless you think you're going to get buyer's remorse. But I have a strong inkling that the next generation of NVIDIA graphics cards are going to cost, you know, a decent amount more than this one. Hmm. So, But you'll get the ray tracing capabilities. So. That's true. That's, I, I, I'm still floored that you, they can do what a Titan V took, four Titan Vs to run, and they're doing it That's as a crazy. single card. That, that is just, that is, that, yeah, it's just nuts. <laughs> How do you, I just, that is, even for NVIDIA, that seems like, Wow, that is a big leap. Have they done that before? I'm just trying to think of whether 1080 or 980 or any of the previous generations. It just well, this is a whole new kind of technology with whole new kind of dedicated hardware to it. Uh, and I agree with what John Petty was saying in the Nvidia release that people didn't expect a card to be able to run that demo by itself so soon. So it's real interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Elvis uh, on YouTube saying uh, you should wait for Black Friday and Elena's alerts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I bet those 10 series cards will get even cheaper by then, right? I mean, probably. Just to circle back on that pre-order thing, though, NVIDIA in the past, they always do. This is going to be faster than, like they said, the uh, GTX 1070s, faster than the GTX 980 Ti, right? And every time that they say that, Testing, that's proven true. So if they come out on the uh, launch day, whatever they announce it, if they do in fact announce it on August 20th, and they say, hey, the GTX 1080 or 20 RTX 2080, I'm going to have so much trouble with that, <laughs> is 50% faster than the 1080 Ti, Oof. believe it. I mean, I, I, I would. Yeah. they don't make that up. It's usually only like 1% faster than what they're saying. But it is what they say in my past experience. They're not they're not just sort of cherry picking their results to make it look good then. Yeah. In general, the history of, of them. Um dang, I just and we don't you know, I was just thinking because if they've redesigned the new cores, um, the streaming cores, I, I guess potentially they could be, you know, faster at legacy, you know, shader operations than even with fewer cores. So it may not necessarily mean they have to sacrifice those cores in order to get pick up performance in today's games. Yep. Uh, for what it's worth, though, uh, these new Quadro GPUs have huge die sizes, but they do also, because NVIDIA is shrinking down to the 12 nanometer N, N or NV or whatever process of TSMC, they do have, even though they have the RT cores, they do have more CUDA cores than the Pascal versions. So it actually has less CUDA cores than, or fewer CUDA cores than Volta, but Volta looks like it's just going to wind up being a big specialized beast. Hmm, that's right. not ever going to come to consumers for machine learning and like, and they're still on HBM. They are HBM too. I think yeah. on Volta's right. So that's, do you think it says something about them using GDDR six rather than HPM two? Yeah, you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get 16 gigs in. I, who knows how much they can stack in there, but, Mm-hmm. Uh, because you- uh, uh, if you look at Vega cards, they use HBM2, and they've still never once actually sold outside of the initial 12 hours for what they're supposed to sell for. Mining does play part of that, but, you know, Scuttlebutt Around says those cards actually cost very close to what they were selling them for because HBM2 costs so much. So I'm not surprised to see GDDR6. It, it lo- still looks like a big boost over GDDR5X. At this point, it doesn't really, you know, memory bandwidth bottlenecking doesn't really seem to be a problem with both cards anyway. Right. Uh, we got a good question uh, over on Twitch from Best Best We. One of these Something days. like that. One of these uh, f- uh, for a consumer card with a new technology, whoop, and it scrolled away, uh, <laughs> they had to show a game using this new tech. Gamescom, uh, best timing for showing it, and, and what game do you think it'll be if they do show it at Gamescom? <laughs> Uh, Gamescom is... Uh, Throwing a lot of money at CD Projekt Red to get some some ray tracing in there right now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. NVIDIA has a pretty tight relationship with Ubisoft. If they're going to show ray tracing in a game at Gamescom, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a fancy option in... 
the division two. Oh, the division oh. two, huh? I was saying epic because usually that's like a perfect time to break epic out, right? Somebody, somebody top end on epic come out and say, "Hey, we're supporting," you know. Ray Check out this ray tracing in Fortnite. Check out this. Uh, yeah. We oh, could never do Fortnite. it before. <laughs> yeah, in Fortnite. Oh, that would that would be interesting. Oh, right? yeah, right. Uh yeah, no, you know, maybe maybe let's show it on Crisis, you know. You know. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's EA, huh? That's not Crytek could use the money these days. So. <laughs> really? We get that they got that cry coin. What are you talking about? <laughs> huh. So what do we know we don't know memory bandwidth we don't know how much RAM exactly in the consumer cards. No, we don't know any any fine details like that. Consumer cards, they were just teased, hinted at in those cryptid secrets in the video. Well, so they really so they really announced it secretly in this video? Is that what Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. That's that's So you decoded this. <laughs> you got a, your your Captain Crunch decoder and you figured out it's GeForce RTX 2080. That's I was writing it. I was writing the article last night just the Turing GPU, what people need to know article, when this tweet came by, and I watched it, and I just noticed at the end that it's the date 2080. It jumped right out to me that they slowly spun up. So after that, I paid more attention. Brad also works for the NSA, spotting these patterns. <laughs> I mean, that's just like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, actually, it was a, it was a good article you did uh, over on PC World. I'm actually going to put a link uh, in the chat. Cause yeah, that definitely. Was, that was a nice, a nice big comprehensive article of what we know so far. Wow. So. I mean, it's a big deal, right? It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I just, it's a, I'm just still floored, frankly, that they can run that demo. Cause I, I saw the demo. I've seen it a couple times, but the machine they run it on is just howls, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, it's one of those like DGX boxes. They were looking, yeah. They were looking at the demo at E3 and they took a video of the demo running real time retracing on and off so that you can see the difference. And then they panned over and showed the machine itself, and it's just loaded with three thousand dollar Titan Vs. So, <laughs> uh, over on uh, on Facebook, uh, Velgeco says uh, maybe Metro Exodus uh, that would show off ray tracing pretty well. Yeah, that's one of the ones I was thinking of too. That'd yep. be pretty cool. Wow. So who's gonna? But I just no. I just I just pulling it. You know, pulling a guess out of the hat because they've they've Ubisoft and. Nvidia have a long history together, so yeah, no, that makes sense. But you know, I can, I can, I would expect Epic. I mean, it's a games conference, so I would expect a few high-profile developers to come out and say, they're oh, yeah. supporting technology. Uh, Tyrant Worm on YouTube is asking, uh, is this another Nvidia attempt to jack people into a bespoke engine solution? What is uh, bespoke? I don't, I don't even get that whole thing. As an American, yeah. well we're gonna have to see what the implementation implementation winds up being but support for ray tracing graphics they they, there's a standard it's built into direct x now direct x ray tracing api so uh oh we we have a special guest melissa rio frio hi oh shit hi melissa i'm gonna go away is it right uh, you know figuring out some testing stuff uh and over on uh uh, on Google, uh, bespoke is uh, made to order. Is uh, <laughs> made to order, you know. So yeah, we'll have to see. It is the technology is built into DirectX now. Um, Nvidia is obviously trying to put its special sauce on top of it with RTX technology. Uh, that's going to be found in these cars. We don't know what RTX technology actually is at this point. We don't know if it is the physical RT cores or if the physical RT cores are part of it. Um, we don't know if they'll. Ray tracing will even explode in the near future because AMD cards don't have that yet. So we'll have to see. Right. Uh, is that <clears throat> God, I'm, my brain is just completely fried this morning. Do we know is, is, is it uh, DirectX 12? Is it already in the current version of, of DirectX 12? Or there's no DirectX 12. When, when are we going to expect this actually in Windows? It, I, mean, uh, they, I believe they put it out earlier this year. They were okay. they putting so it out actually, when they announced it. So. Okay, so the, it, the ray tracing is in the existing build of Windows then. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, well, that's cool. Or I'm 99% sure. So 99% <laughs> they, had, they had planned to work it in there very shortly after announcing it. Yeah, I'm sure that's, that's why they, yeah. Yeah, that just tells you how together I am this morning. DirectX 12 has been out for a while. 
There's just no yeah. games that are really supported. So. <laughs> huh. Yeah, this is a... Do you, yeah, I guess because a lot of the fear is that, you know, getting back to the person who was af- afraid of the, the game engine, uh, it doesn't have to be... Game works, right? I guess it, it's... But it is their version of, of RTX or something, or, or ray tracing. We'll have to see what the implementation winds up being. I'm not sure. I don't know specifically. RT cores could just be hardware like... Uh, AMD's uh, asynchronous compute hardware inside of, uh, you know, Radeon cards. It's just hardware to make those tasks faster. RT cores could be the same thing. But RTX technology, they've described as a blend of hardware and software designed to optimize ray tracing. Huh. Do we have any idea of power draw? Just asking random questions that I know you, I know you have no answer to. 30. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Huh. Wow, so it's real. It's going to come. I mean, all the all the hints pointed to Gamescom. So, wow. All of Nvidia's hints are pointing to Gamescom. <laughs> They're not even being coy about it at this point. That's no, the really dude is RTX talking to not 11 saying give me 20. And if that wasn't subtle enough, right immediately <laughs> after that is another chat by somebody named Mac20 talking to somebody named AT. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, okay, that's a little. So, like, we have months and months and months of people angry about leaks, <laughs> driving everybody crazy, and then now they just start themselves start giving away the information. So, I don't understand the. Uh... But but one thing that actually is interesting from that video, aside from the jokes, is that the the Discord user that put in the coordinates that turns out to be in Cologne is Elena T or Alana T. Like Alan Turing, uh-huh. so that seems to confirm that there will in fact be Turing GPUs inside of the next GeForce. Mm-hmm. It won't wind up being an Ampere or whatever. We're uh, well, yeah. What happened to Ampere and Volt and all that? It's just simply smoke and vapors, or what? Maybe sussing out leakers, changing plans. <laughs> Everybody was so sure it was 1180 just two weeks ago. I mean, they were absolutely sure. Except for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, except for you, but. <laughs> but what do I know? Why did they skip the 11? Huh. 20 is bigger. I mean, yeah, it does make it feel like a more substantial jump, right? You know, we're like, oh, no, it, instead of going by 100, now we're going by 1,000. Yeah, I would have expected them to completely change that whole uh, 2080 thing or, you know, 80 numbers. Oh, but we're still going, like, maybe 2090. I don't know. One thing, can I go on the side here for a second? Yeah. One thing that's interesting to me is RTX is getting pretty close to Radeon RX, right? And with that, oh. now that we have that in mind, some of the maneuvering they were doing with the GeForce Partner Program kind of makes a little bit more fiscal sense why, or business sense why they were so interested in making that difference and uh, that difference between brands. Huh. Yeah, huh? No, it does. It does sound pretty close to RX, doesn't it? Huh? Mm-hmm. I, I, who? I just can't imagine somebody getting confused though and seeing that it's GeForce, but maybe I don't know. GeForce RX twenty eighty. Yeah, even if they called it G, uh, there's no way anybody would mess it up, right? I can't imagine it ever happening. It's not like an Intel AMD chipset. <laughs> Z299 X299 I don't I don't I still can't get them straight at this point so Oh and uh, Elvis on YouTube says uh 2080 is the MSRP that's uh, oh. what that's what they're alluding to <laughs> It could be <laughs> That's pretty good Wow so now it's just a matter of waiting to see how good this is on a consumer card obviously this is this wowed people already mm-hmm. at the professional conference Huh, SIGGRAPH, right? It was that SIGGRAPH they broke this out? Yep, and I mean, you know, people in the audience might not know, but big-name people like John Petty, respected experts, John Petty, David Cantor, I saw uh, uh, Tim Sweeney from Epic, they were all just, like, tweeting how blown away they were, so it's impressing people. Yeah, I I mean, <laughs> four Titan V's down to one card in your in your gaming desktop, so that's going to be crazy. If, of course, we get close to that performance. Uh, there's really nothing to imply that you won't, though, right? Because, I mean, this you're looking at quadro level of graphics, but it just feels like the way they would the way they would blow everybody away. You can't build up these expectations to get real-time yeah. ray tracing and then not get it on consumer cards, right? I mean, that... Um, if, with them calling it the RTX 2080, I'm sure it'll be in there. Hmm. 
So but I wonder it sounds can... like we'll know more in six days if uh, NVIDIA's own video is anything <laughs> to go by. Well, uh, to take us to the next topic, Bastel over on uh, Twitch is asking, when will we see the first dual socket Threadripper boards to power these cards? <laughs> oh, it's not going to happen. Sorry. Hmm. Uh, Threadripper is not wired up for, as far as I know, it's not wired up for, uh, you know, two sockets, mini sockets. Yeah. You get the same thing with Intel. Way, way, way back in the old days, you actually could just, you know, plug uh, two Pentium 2s into this, a normal consumer motherboard. It wasn't a big deal. And then when they sort of started pushing Xeon really hard, they're like, oh, we're going to turn off that functionality. So for a long time, uh, consumer CPUs have been single socket. And That sound you heard was the joke flying over Gordon's head. Oh, was it? I'm just... <laughs> I think I just, I'm I'm a little I'm a little sedated on a little bit of painkiller, so I think that's. Wait, did I miss a? Uh, we're, you know, let's let's talk about some Threadripper too. Wait, wait, I, wait what it. joke did I miss? What that? He was saying, when will dual socket Threadripper boards come out to be able to power these crazy Nvidia cards? It was just a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think so, at least. Yeah, it was so. just a joke. Okay, I don't get it. Obviously, I'm. Well, no, I'm no, just... He 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 wasn't really asking. Oh, nah. Yeah. See, ah, I'm not the only today. one off. Oh, sorry, today. Ah, I hit the wrong button. Oh, but uh, shout out to Steve. Look at this cool. There mug, you go, right? Gamers Nexus. Gamers Nexus. Yes, okay. love it. Great swag <laughs> kit from Gamers Nexus. Um, yeah, no, it, 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 you're not to be to be serious. Yeah, you can't do dual socket. Yeah, it just can't can't be done. I don't think no. he thought he just was just making it oh yeah that, okay sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> i totally was like all right, all right well technically you can't really make a lightsaber because the light wouldn't stop it <laughs> you do have people that are say that yeah no yeah. for sure well you couldn't have warp speed oh, come on it's the science fiction <laughs> show man <laughs> totally missing out on the whole yeah uh so thread but that's a good segue to thread ripper two uh, you know, we have a review video on the website already. We shot that last week, and um, that was no. comprehensive. We, was... we we sat and talked for for a good half an hour, uh, yeah, and, and went over the charts. Uh, people seem to like it, and especially the addition of running two things at once. You know, to, to show off the multitasking stuff, which I, I want to add. And a couple of people had, had commented on this uh, within the past eight hours. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, somebody made a good point. We should try to render out a video project and then waiting for the render load up a game because uh, that's that's <laughs> what I would do if I could do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the way you think. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I think I, I responded because I've done that. Actually, I did that when um, Ten Core Broadwell came out because then it was you know KB Lake versus Ten Core Broadwell E, and I really thought, okay, I'm going to do. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to do an encode in background and I'm going to play games. And interestingly, because, you know, everybody thinks your frame rates will just like be horrible. But actually, on, on the KB Lake part, it was fine. Like the, the frame rates were virtually the same between both both machines. So you could play the game. But of course, the encode or render or any of the other work you're doing just took longer and longer. But Microsoft is very good about pushing those those gaming loads to the forefront of the OS. Yeah, so I, I think that would be pretty funny and actually a pretty good use case, too. Uh. It would be, but, you know, <laughs> would you really do that as a video? I guess you could. Because then you're, you're just, you're burning a couple I've thought hours. about it. <laughs> I, well, I mean, it depends, too. Like, um, like, even if it's, like, a real low... Uh, intensive game like uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's like the turn-based strategy thing that came out earlier this this year. Uh, anyway, like th that would be kind of fun to to at least know that you have that overhead. Uh, but yeah, well, well, why don't we back up for the people who haven't seen the video? Oh, back up and give the uh, high level of uh, second-gen Threadripper. Uh, you know, what does it do? Who's it good for? Right. Why, why should you get it? Uh, so now we finally re reviewed it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, thirty-two cores, crazy. Mom that is a that is a momentous number in itself, right? Thirty-two cores from sixteen from last year. Oh yeah, consumer CPU, but really this is a CPU made for professional pixel pushers, and you really got to push pixels professionally. Like you're, you're basically three D modeler renderer. It's the perfect CPU for that. Not is that exactly. Only, uh, only that software really can make use of it. Is that why it's really for them? Yeah, for the most part, you know, I I think a lot of the strength of thirty two cores is is yeah. There are very few applications in the PC that really can use 
that many threads. I mean, what are you really doing that's like video encoding is I, I've never kind of I've never seen it scale what you would expect it. even on 18 core versus bummer, you know, 10, right? You don't yeah. really you don't pick up a huge amount by continually adding cores. So but definitely for 3D modeling going to 64 64 threads is, is insane, right? 5,000 versus 3,000 and 18 core Skylake X. Uh, outside of that, it's a pretty difficult thing to push. I mean, clearly a lot of, I saw a lot of comments from, you know, gamers like, oh, well, this, I'm like, games aren't going to be faster. It's like, no, sorry, it's not, not going <laughs> to happen. Games are still inherently about, you know, single thread, maybe two threads. If you're lucky, high clocks, you know? So, but it has the gaming mode, so it does have the gaming it's mode. Gaming performance out of it, right? It is, yeah. And actually, you get decent. It's not like it's not like it's not going to run because, to be honest, gaming is all about the GPU. It's still about ninety percent about the graphics card, so it doesn't really matter. But I just think if somebody, I sort of, I think Threadripper Two is, hey, I I'm a freelancer. I work at home. I get all these three D modeling, you know. Uh, Projects throw it at me freelance, and I need the fastest machine I can get. Well, Third Ripper 2, or which we're incorrectly calling Third Ripper 2, it's actually second generation Ryzen <laughs> Third Ripper. So, but it's easier to just call Third Ripper 2. It really is that perfect tool for that person. For a gamer, if you're going to be 90% gamer, 80% gaming, no, it's a complete waste of your money. Don't buy it. Go buy something else. Buy a Ryzen 7, go out and buy a Core i7, right? So it doesn't make any sense. Uh, the interesting thing is, for somebody like Adam, so a video editor, you could argue that it's even too much there because there are some issues with uh, second-gen uh, third-upper. It is 32 cores. One, you don't necessarily scale up to get all that video encoding performance. But, you know, I I think it was uh, hardware unboxed. They actually, yeah. they seem to have a better bead for it, and I'm still checking it out, but they really do think that, the configuration of Third Upper 2, which is four CPUs in the CPU itself. Two of those share the memory controller with another die. So they it's like essentially having your apartment share the bathroom with the apartment next door to you. So it can be a problem sometimes. You got to go. <laughs> that is definitely a problem. And, you know, that for definitely for 3D modeling, it doesn't seem to make any difference because, again, I ran Blender and I ran Cinebench. Those loads did not did not run out of memory bandwidth or, or weren't hurt necessarily by the latency of going outside the chip. But encoding, you know, a lot of uh, compression, you know, decompression, you know, like 7-zip is one thing that everybody was using. And, and, and I've, I was actually running some tests right before this started, which is why I had no idea what was going on with RTX. <clears throat> I was trying to find out if we're seeing uh, imp- performance improve in 7-zip by running it in the quarter game mode. So you would run it in quarter game mode, which means you're only running it on on the one die. So you're not going outside the die. And I'm trying to compare that to running it on two dies with two memory controllers on and then on four dies with a shared memory controller um, configuration. That's because 7-zip... Uh, delivered lower results than you expected, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, I mean it was lower than expected, and I think a lot of people were saying it is probably it is it does look like it's the memory bandwidth issue, and that is I'm starting to think that makes a lot of sense. I'm not sure it's all there though, but here's I was uh, speaking of that particular test. Uh, I guess what I've been looking around for Ronix, which is the popular Linux site, yeah, benchmarks the 2990WX in its you know for Ronix test suite, and it got much higher results in Linux in 7-zip or whatever alternative uh, than we're seeing on Windows. So there's there's some thought that it might be the way just Windows is handling it or the you know the Windows version of that software is handling it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people in chat mentioning the that testing. Uh, From Phoronix? Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I can see it because, you know, um, it's a lot, it's Windows, yeah, it, a lot of people say, oh, well, Windows will address all those cores. It does, but it's probably not, it's not really made to address all those cores for consumer workload. They're probably like, yeah, you're running Windows Server, and the work, the server workloads are very different than what you're running as a consumer. So mm-hmm. I, I think it makes a lot of sense that there's tuning that has to be done on Windows, because mm-hmm. who the hell expected <laughs> this to show up this I soon, think- right? 
I think it was uh, our video that I saw where I saw a screenshot of the task manager with the performance tab uh, yes, open yes. that showed all the chords, and there were so many threads that it didn't even have the little squiggly lines. Anymore. Yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't. So, yeah. I, I think... remember when I first saw that, Gordon yeah, had brought it up, and I was like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> just too many squiggly things. <laughs> oh, so anyway, so let's check this out. So I ran on the 2990 um, WX, although I wrote it incorrectly here. <clears throat> so single core in quarter mode. So that's one die. Uh, the latest 7-zip 18.10, I think. 64.11 was the performance. And then I went to the uh, half die, or two two and two, so two dies, and it was 63.46. This is single-threaded performance only. And then for <clears throat> all four dies hot, and it would drop down to 53.33, right? So that's, and even though it is a single threaded uh, test, I kind of wonder if when you're, when you're running all the dies hot, they just have the other links going to the other dies that are, uh, you know, just using up. There's, they're now dedicated links to those other dies. So you're just going to lose some memory bandwidth <laughs> and la- add that latency. So, <laughs> and just for reference, a uh, 18 core Skylake X is 6042. So actually, single threaded performance. Between a 7980XE and a 2990WX, it's actually less in the in the legacy mode, quarter and half. Hmm. But definitely, when you're you you have all four dies hot, all 32 cores going, it's losing. So there's there's a lot of evidence to support that that memory that memory latency and memory bandwidth issue could be the reason why the encoding performance is kind of. Eh. Uh, Vignesh over on YouTube's asking: Is there any chance of retesting the 29? 90 wx with windows server to to test this theory i mean i suppose but it's just kind of you have to realize you, you got to stop chasing the rabbit down the hole because mm-hmm. eventually you're just you you will be testing every single permutation possibly so, so uh, there was another question earlier i'm sorry i, I uh, it scrolled past and i can't find it uh but they were asking uh, is this a good chip to get to future proof yourself could you say hey you know like uh, sure maybe it doesn't use all 32 cores now but if i get it you know, before then I'm that I'm good for a long while. I think I my my feeling on that is if you're worried about future proofing, I think you would be future proof just as much with the 16 core version that costs 900 bucks now. I think it is right, and that is looking very much like the sweet spot of these new CPU launches so far, right? Because there's <laughs> there's only two dies; they both have their own memory controller. Mm. You don't have to do the, have these two CPU dies. Hmm. I I don't think it makes sense. Uh, the only way I would say that makes sense is, um, hey, I I work at Starbucks. I'm about to get a full time job. You know, doing freelance. You know, as a 3D modeler. Then yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you really think you're going to be getting into 3D modeling or things that are just super super highly threaded modeling rendering, yeah, it's worth it because this thing pays for itself in a lot of ways in time saved. But for a normal consumer just to do it, no, probably not. 16 cores is probably almost too much, even. Even there, it's almost too much. Like, honestly, for most people, Ryzen 7, Core i7 still make a lot more sense. Eight cores, right? I, well, I always considered 16 core, like, get this, it's a niche TPU, it's a niche. I'm not even sure how to pronounce that. The 32 core version is, like, a niche of a niche. Like, if you... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we have some people asking, would you rather... Uh, get the first gen uh, 16 core, the second gen 16 core. What, what are you What are you getting for that price difference? Depending on on the sale, gen. on the sale you can find. Because well, we've seen that 16 core drop pretty good. 500 bucks, right? You know, 400. I can't remember. Uh, ah, that's a tough to one. That's a really us, tough one. Because you definitely are getting better clocks out of the second gen parts. This, uh, even the better the, clocks and IPC. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, slightly better IPC, less latency in the cache. A lot of like new goodness that we saw in Ryzen seven, you know, twenty seven hundred. Actually, getting these new chips, but, but you know, I gotta say, but is it, if it's if you're looking at, you know, was eight hundred bucks? Is it nine hundred? Nine hundred bucks. Nine hundred. Nine hundred bucks versus say five fifty on the first one. By the five. That's a whole damn a video card. Core chip for five fifty. Just. Don't even ask questions. Just go. <laughs> but the list, the list on the chip is, I think, six fifty now. I finally, I finally updated my chart on what? how many per threads. It's it's like six fifty. They're just trying to burn those out of the house, man. They're just clearing shelves on those first gen parts. I guess the thing is, but you're looking at three hundred dollars saved 
that you put toward either more RAM, bigger SSD, or bigger video card. I would not be unhappy with a 16 core first gen Threadripper and the next step up video card or you know two terabyte you know SSD or whatever I want. So I that is a really tough one. I don't know, especially because think about it. Like we've been saying, if you're in the market for a 16 core chip to begin with, it's because you need all the cores. Right. If you have something that needs all the cores, usually it doesn't need maximum clock speeds. It you know, giving up a two or 300 megahertz between the first and second gen, I think it's worth the 300 bucks to get all those cores for 550 bucks or whatever. Yeah, I think so too. I'd I'd have to do it because it it just, you got to go, I mean, it's just too much, too good of a deal to pass up. So, of course, I guess you could argue like if you don't need all those cores, it wouldn't be better just to build a Ryzen 7 2700 Xbox, 300 bucks. It depends because right, uh, Threadripper also has 64 PCIe lanes. There's nothing around yeah. like that. So. For storage, yeah, it's crazy on the yeah. storage. And also, you know, you can run more max RAM and all that stuff. But, you know, board's <laughs> pricier. Everything is a little pricier. So, I yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think I could or, or I, I don't know, man or woman. I don't know what I'd do there. So, <laughs> Brad, what would you do? You, do, you would do the... I would get the if it depends on the sale amount, but I would probably lean towards the first gen one if it's on significant sale. Okay. Well, so but the the top level takeaways this is really only for specific use cases. I mean, for thirty two core for yeah 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 it's very it's I mean, a even very sixteen high core end. to a certain degree. Right? Yeah, to a certain degree. Although I got to say that new one's probably very decent all around. You know, it's really in a good spot. Um, 32 cores is, yeah, you don't really, most people don't need this. But for the people who do, yeah, you really need this. So. <laughs> so especially, I mean. If you uh, need it, you already know it. <laughs> yeah, and I read that somewhere. It's a really, that's a really good way to put it. If you if you need it, you, you know it. Because. Uh, also, uh, Kyle from Hard OCP is, uh, is oh. in here. And he's saying for an affordable gaming and streaming box, 2700X is his no-brainer. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree so, with him. Yeah, uh, totally. you know, and I, I thought it was pretty interesting, especially when you were doing the multitasking section. Uh, that like, uh, what, what was it? Premiere, where the the Intel like just just creamed the Threadripper. Yeah. But then when you did Premiere and something else at the same time, uh, Intel just just dropped, uh, and Threadripper was actually able to do faster. Uh, than yeah. the, than when that was just the only thing it was doing. Yeah, that's, that's where we crazy. simultaneously encoded with Adobe Mini Coder, HEVC, uh, the Blu-ray H.264, a YouTube H.264, and a Vimeo H.264. So four different presets sort of tuned for those four different uh, mediums. And it did, you know, I, I think you know, one of those things, somebody who's been around testing for a long time, there there is no one rule that applies to everything because... Clearly, yeah, there are, you know, memory bandwidth, latency, it, by design, uh, weaknesses with Threadripper second gen series. But depending on what you're doing, it may not matter. So, because we could definitely induce loads where it didn't matter and it was still faster than the 18 core Intel part. So, although I wonder, does Intel have to chase them though? I mean, the whole 28 core thing, I just kind of like, are they, is it, are they, I, it feels like AMD is just baiting Intel into, to following them trying something where they can't really compete you know amd can give you 32 cores and it's not even no big deal for intel to give you 32 cores that is a that is or 28 cores it's going to be tough especially because they have the monolithic dies and they also have the xeon profit margins that they don't want to eat into right so (laughs) there's an argument for intel just saying let's not even do this 28 core part you know what you want to play 32 cores go ahead and, and do it but that's got to be tough. That'd be a tough pill for Intel to swallow, I bet. But mm-hmm. any other? Uh, uh, yeah, we, we got uh, PVT Ghost asking. Uh, do you think the 32 core will decrease game developer window maps? Uh, will developers shell out the current re- relative same results in the same window? I don't think so. I, I got to say, I, I actually tried there. Let's just say that uh, when there's new CPU launches. Various companies will float you, hey, check this test out. We think it's a really good use case. Yeah, okay. One of them was uh, using Unity to build a project out, which I was like, okay, that actually makes sense. That sounds like a really good thing. And I I went ahead and I tested this. And it really, I was really disappointed in the threading in in, uh, Unity. It just was not, I don't know if it's memory bandwidth, or, but it certainly looked to me like it just wasn't heavily multi-threaded. 
I think a lot of developer tools are not the magic we think they are. So mm -hmm. I don't think it'll make that much of a difference. You have to sort of, I think you have to go for the right amount of cores and the right amount of frequency for what you do. Unless, of course, the argument would be, hey, I'm rendering assets out in, a, in, in the background. So you're rendering out 3D assets in the background, then yeah, okay. That, that's definitely going to be worth it. Yeah, uh, Raphael over on Facebook says uh, he sure could use a Threadripper 2 in 2080 for Autodesk. Oh, I wonder. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, oh, and yeah, for Autodesk. Is that, is it, I don't even know. <clears throat> I'm actually very disappointed by a lot of workstation applications that really just don't push the hardware as much as you think they would sometimes. Yeah, uh, and uh, people are asking about the uh, the discrepancies of, of release. Uh, can do you have that chart to remind them about uh, when the different versions oh. of Threadripper uh, is coming out? All right, yeah, because you gotta. So obviously, the thirty two core is pre sale now. I don't know when it's no, it's on sale. It's now. on sale. On sale now. Well, yep, as of and yesterday. Let me pull that data. Up. Is it already sold out? Have Have we checked? <laughs> uh, it wasn't this morning. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, <laughs> People just didn't have eighteen hundred bucks to just. Get... <laughs> the other one, the I think it was the twenty nine fifty X, the sixteen core, if I remember correctly, that was the end of this month, right? Yeah. So uh, twenty nine ninety WX out today, eighteen hundred bucks. August thirteenth is when it launched. Twenty nine fifty X, sixteen cores. August thirty first, eight ninety nine, nine hundred bucks, and then all the way in October we get the twenty four core parts, twenty nine seventy WX, same four die configuration. Some of those dies turned off, twelve ninety nine, and then also at the very end we're going to get the twelve core twenty nine twenty X for six forty nine in October twenty eighteen. So, huh? Interesting. It didn't sell out. I w I was just thinking it might actually sell out pretty quickly, but. Do you think eh, people kind of hundred bucks? <laughs> was I didn't get a chance to see all the other coverage. Was it more negative or positive? Or I, some of it I saw it's, was it's, pretty good. It's pretty much yeah. It's pretty much where we're where we landed because I spent yesterday looking around. I mean, if if you can use those cores and find ways to use those cores, this thing is you know the chip of your dreams basically. But <laughs> most people aren't going to need, you know, that thirty-two core power. But it's was it even does it even make sense for AMD to pursue this in some ways? Hey, it it sold out on Newegg right now. Oh, it did sell out on Newegg. No, I mean people are going to go. Well, did it make sense to do this because it's such a oh, and niche... it's out it's out of, on Amazon. Oh, so it's yes, a, it has it's sold officially out. a hit. It sold out. So it's officially <laughs> a hit. No, this but, just in. Do you think? Do you think? I mean, like some people are going to go. Like I don't know if this really is a consumer part. Should they really push this as a consumer part? But I think it was a good idea because. It, it puts them in a leadership role no matter what. Yeah, I think you always have to have that like that dream thing because then it makes the 16 core look like even a better deal, right? Yeah, that's true. It is. It but is also, also, I mean, I think there can be valid people who would want this and freelancers, like you said, in their PC who are not going to spend the money on Epic or are not going to spend the money on Xeon. I yep. think there is... A niche of a niche audience, but it is there, I think. Yeah, and it's a steal because again, that that twenty eight core Xeon is eight thousand seven hundred dollars, right? So mm -hmm. <laughs> thirty two cores for eight for eighteen hundred bucks is is a steal. It, yeah. Uh, Luke hits over on YouTube's asking, uh, has anyone compared Intel's twenty eight core to Threadripper two? You can't yet. Yeah, you can't. The, it's not the out. desktop version is not out yet. Uh, the server version probably it would not be fair to Xeon in some ways because it's probably not going to hit the same higher clocks as a desktop part. Mm -hmm. And it is there wired rumors, for multi. Rumors popping up yesterday about that 28-core chip using a new X599 motherboard or something like that. Huh. That makes but. sense because, I mean, I, although I don't really know what's going to happen because we know at Computex that 28 cores, a lot of people think it was Skylake X in a server board. It was a server board. Mm -hmm. But clearly, consumers are not going to buy an eight-channel server <laughs> motherboard for 3000 bucks, right? So, I, yep. you know, they're going to have to come up with a new socket and a new chipset for this new part when it comes out. Yep. So that's, to me, kind of one of the upsides of this, you know, <laughs> core war is that people who are video editors, who are 3D modelers, but don't work for big companies, are finally starting to be addressed by these companies, which I think is good. 
Yeah. Yeah. It is awesome. Right? Uh, and uh, uh, Hardy OCP Kyle uh, is adding uh, that, you know, they created a new low-end workstation market that uh, that this wasn't necessarily a cons- straight consumer part. Uh, this is something that Intel doesn't offer. Yeah, and it's really weird, too, because, I mean, they don't really have a Xeon workstation lineup. Epic is really pretty much a s- server part at this point. Yep. But I just kind of like, is it fair to really call this a consumer CPU? You know, I don't know. Well, I think that's why they gave it the WX. Yeah. I don't know. High-end desktop like doesn't that. necessarily mean consumer, I think. I think once you move on to high-end desktop, it's more prosumer kind of a deal. Right. And I think this fits in that. And interestingly enough, uh, at SIGGRAPH this weekend, or ahead of SIGGRAPH, uh, Yesterday, the same day that this launched, this 32-core chip, AMD actually launched a new Radeon Pro WX card, a uh, faster version with uh, Vega 56, I believe it is, to match. So you have WX hmm. CPU and WX GPU coming out the exact same day. Wow. But it's just a 56, <laughs> not a 64? Uh, I believe so. I forget. I forget. It's 56, though. But it's higher uh, memory speeds. Okay. It's the initial editions, rounds right? of Vega were kind of memory constrained. Uh, it's looking like this one's not. Hmm. And these are not the new 7 nanometer parts that everybody keeps saying is going to I'm, I'm not sure. All right. So, Can't be, though. I just Can't know be. it came out. It's got to be a bigger <laughs> deal than that. The 7 nanometer parts, it's got to be a bigger deal than that, right? Mm. Huh. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, all in all, I think it was uh, it was a good time to to test that. And and uh, what what's next up for you? Are you gonna are you gonna try out the sixteen core? Or are you gonna wait for the the other versions? Uh, you know, I really do need to just you know rip out the thirty two core, put in the sixteen core, just to see how good it is. I I think it's gonna be really the sweet spot. And also, I, although I want to sort of like do a little more memory bandwidth, you know, memory latency, you know, testing, mm-hmm. see how much of a big deal it is. So people seem really you know, worried over that. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah I, I think the general consensus in the chat and then also with some of the other YouTube review videos that I watched uh, is that, yeah, 16 core is probably going to be that, that sweet spot. So I think a lot of people are, are interested about it. Uh, I got a, um, a very curious question from uh, Elvis over on YouTube. He's asking, uh, does Jim ever ask your opinions when you do these reviews? Sure, sure. I mean, we, we talk offline. You know, I... I I don't do these interviews to, for you to hear my lips flop. That's what this show is for. So um, <laughs> we talk about things, you know, I mean, it, it's and, you know, my general advice to technology people is take advice from journalists and then go 180 degrees in the opposite direction. Because <laughs> that's how accurate we usually are. But no, yeah, we, you know, everybody loves to talk, right? Everybody, it's, it's, that's the best thing about working in this industry. It's just all the chit chat and. And figuring out who's doing what here to who's doing that, what motivated this. Well, then they came out with that part, but then they had to come out with this part, and then that made them come out with this part. It's, like, it's all a Game of Thrones kind of thing. But, you know, most, not Most people exciting. in the industry, even at the big companies, tend to be pretty receptive to feedback. I mean, in the process of testing these, you know, cutting-edge high-tech products, you run into cutting-edge, bleeding-edge issues sometimes. So you're always conversing back and forth, talking with the people at AMD, at NVIDIA, at Intel, et cetera. Yeah. And, and to be fair, they do want to pick our minds because we are sort of super consumers. So we get to touch everything. We get to play with everything. We interface with all the different companies, so we get all information. So it's really like a super concentrated, you know, what you would get out of some consumers, all from one person. Uh, also, Kyle would like to add that he loves your lips. Oh, so you know, yeah. <laughs> Kyle's a big fan from Hard OCP. From the flapping, <laughs> from flapping the lips. We gotta have Kyle back on here. We, we, yeah. Well, you fun. know, and he's he's saying, uh, let me find it real quick. Uh, he's he's gonna put uh, the twenty nine fifty X in his personal box. He's saying he's getting overclocking to four too easily across all cores on wow. wire. Uh, so. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just running CLC. So I, I will say kicking the 32 core down a 16 core, the clocks were higher all the time. So I, it would not Makes fall sense. out of boost, <laughs> which is very interesting, you know, and, and I, you know, I had that issue with the 32 core threader that AMD says, yeah, we're seeing that as well. If you fired up Ryzen master, it wouldn't hit top boost even on single threaded loads because Ryzen master was, Messing, putting so much of a strain on it that it was like kicking out a turbo, which is a little weird. So, 
So the overclocking software was knocking the overclock, so it wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Um, and the, which is like okay, but the weird thing I noticed is Steam would do it, and it took me when I finally realized because at the very end I ran a couple games because you just got to run them. I wasn't going to really do them because anybody who really led this off with gaming as a primary use for it, they're really they're not using it right as Steve Jobs would say, right? <laughs> it's still worth testing though. It's still you have to test it, but I just gotta say yeah. it's like that's that's the last thing you should really care about with a 32 course work CPU. Um but Steam just having Steam running on the machine would kick it out of its turbo states. So wow. I think there's some tuning that still has has to happen on the 32 core part. So but you're just like uh, this total socket power is 250 watts. You would just do something, and it'd be like 250 watts, and then it would just be limited by probably socket power, I guess. Uh, Kyle from Hard OCP is saying that uh, with the 2990 uh, WX overclocked to 4 gigahertz, uh, he saw socket wattages go up to five and, 580 <laughs> watts. <laughs> yeah, I just, that's hot. I, just, I just can't see doing that on a $1,700 dollars <laughs> yeah, right? CPU. It's just like... It's like uh, the sixteen core. Okay, that that's that's like okay, that's doable because it's probably manageable. I bet it's way more manageable, and you don't feel like uh, you don't feel as bad. But you nuke a eighteen hundred dollars CPU, you're gonna feel pretty bad. I bet <laughs> unless your boss paid for it. Unless yeah. your boss paid for it, then who cares? But. Nice. Cool. Well, uh, we'll look forward to that. Uh, and then uh, just to loop back to the 2080 discussion uh, to finish it off, um, who is it? Luke Steven over on Facebook's asking, uh, are we going to get a, a mini full nerd on August 20th if NVIDIA shows off uh, 2080? Uh, and I'll, I'll say that we, we did talk about uh, maybe doing a live stream of that event uh, if, you know, if, if they end up putting up one. Uh, that would be kind of fun to talk I over. I think it would you know? be fun to talk yeah. over. They, they said they're doing a live stream. Okay. Oh, okay. But is it? I wonder if it'll be on uh, U.S. time or whether it'll be 2 o'clock in the morning. Or oh, something. true. Uh, I did the time conversion. The time the event starts works out to 12.30 in the afternoon. Oh, perfect. Pacific? West. On so, the East Coast. On the East oh, Coast. Oh, so 3.30. <laughs> okay, I was about to say we could no, eat our oh, lunch. 9.30 for you. 9:30 oh, 9.30. Oh, okay. I say we do it. I say we do yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be fun. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that because, I mean, I think the la what was the last one we did uh, where we talked over an event? Was it an Apple event? Uh, I think the last time we actually did it was when Lisa Sue announced Ryzen, wasn't it? One of the Ryzen. Oh, never, we did I've one of those. I've never been on any of them. No. Yeah, we did one of those. Yeah. We did that. We did an Apple event and we did a Ryzen event. <laughs> so. Yeah. People always get mad at us because uh, we'll start talking over the stream. You know, they're like, I'm trying to listen. It's like, well... Tune into the yeah. stream. Why are you watching this? <laughs> it's like complaining about talking in Mystery Science Theater. I don't get it. That's what you're here for. The Shut witty up. banter. Shut up. We got the we got the movie going on. Damn. But yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think it's worth I don't know. How are we gonna do that? Because people will want to know what the heck is happening. So Yeah. No, I, I think I think it'll be fun. I you know, to to see our reactions uh, at the same time. Uh, should be pretty priceless too. I want to see the demo. I want to see that Star Wars demo run on one single consumer card. <laughs> and how hot it is and how many frames uh, it's going to run at. I mean, that's just going to be, this is going to be mind-blowing, I think. If that if they can really pull that off, that'll be just amazing. So, cool. We'll see. All right. Uh, six days. Six yeah, days. We'll see. Uh, and we're running a little over, so oh, let's skip the, uh, the Q&A. Uh, we'll, we'll save it for next time for sure. So. Yeah, yeah. So check back next week, maybe on Monday, for a live stream of your PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Every time you leave a review on iTunes, I will remind you um, they create a new Star Wars demo at NVIDIA. I'm making that up. <laughs> Send questions and comments to the Full Nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. And Adam Patrick Murray is going to hit the off switch. Uh, everyone's saying that Gordon needs to stop using a MacBook, and I agree. Yeah. <laughs>